When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Nearly a decade ago, in December 2007... Three men, the light of optimism in their eyes, approaching the early stages of middle-aged, marched towards a recording facility in north-central London, Rathbone Place, I seem to remember. Those three men have reconvened for your listening pleasure this evening. They are myself, Phil Whelans, Pete Ward. Hello. And Jim Grant. Good evening. How are we? Oh, we're good, thank you. Jim, uh, we're, we're, as we're on this balmy day, uh, possibly possibly an Indian summer arriving, what what are your thoughts on this, this season of mists and mellow fruitfulness? I've only got, I've only got one thought in uh-huh. my head. What and, is um, that thought? Uh, it's this. It's that Stop Hammer Time is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Bet £5, get £20. If you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.westhampodcast.com. Very poorly read. You said the word office. Yeah, I stumbled. The word office. I'm sorry. Very, very. Uh, it's because po- I'm in an office. Very, very. Ah, <coughs> oh, right, moment. Yes. I, I'm, I'm thrown by env- my say environment. Say what you see, as they say yeah. in uh, win, lose, catch or draw. Catch catch race. Race. <laughs> win, lose, or draw involved drawing what you yeah, saw. Off. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever saw Win, Lose or Draw. Yeah, Danny Baker. Ooh, Danny Baker. The daytime version. Of and it, yeah. the version after Danny Baker, Bob Mills, I think. Yes, you're right. Yes, yep. Yeah. Yep. Who we used to go and see Leighton Orient with. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Worlds collide in yeah. just a few brief sentences. <laughs> now, uh, there are three games of football to talk about. In the uh, second of these two podcasts we'll discuss, uh, we're going to go, so we're going to play you about with the fabric of time, like... Um, Doctor Who, uh, probably. <clears throat> and uh, we'll talk about uh, the West Brom and Bolton games in that uh, portion of the show. In this one, we'll discuss the game that's just happened uh, over the weekend um, when uh, West Ham United, the Hams, played our mortal enemies, <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, the Tots. Yeah. And uh, uh, we were all at that game. We were. Uh, this is uh, my second game. For you two, it's your third games in, in our new seats. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes, yes. New... Well, you were near your new seats for the Bolton game. No, no, we were in them. We were in them. Well, not in them. I was standing next to Standing next to it. Yes. Well, someone in front was of it. sitting in my seat. So I yeah, sat you, you, were, <coughs> you got a bit bored against <laughs> Bolton, didn't you? And you kind of, I'm not going again. Right. He said. Yes. Well, we'll come to Bolton and West Brom in a minute. 
Uh, well, no, in a while. Uh, but for now, the Spurs game was at the weekend. Uh, what, do, what do we make of it? Oh, Jim? Well, uh, it, was, it was predictable that we would lose the game. We did but lose it didn't, the game. But it didn't pan out quite the way uh, I had feared it was going to when the third one went in. Yes, I think, we, uh, I think, Pete, you oh, I th- over well, I thought it could be a massive collapse. <laughs> oh, I thought we would lose by four or more, and that would be the end of Super Slav. Did you think Monday. that when, like... Two when goals the third, had gone in. No, well, when the second goal went in the half time, we were sat there quite deflated, and I thought actually this has got the this could be it. I think uh, he is walking on a tightrope and is about to fall off at any moment, and he knows yes. that. And I think that's a real problem for him and the players because you know um, it doesn't help their confidence. I think, it, and we've been here before. It's have, this yeah. idea of not really backing a manager, a sense that this that, that, that there's a kind of situation rumbling on in which uh, you know nobody really knows what exactly was going to happen, except that he's probably not going to be in the job for for the long term unless no. there's a sudden run of 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 emphatic victories which doesn't really look like materializing does it well, early on in the season if we put a run of two or three wins back to back together we'll probably secure his job you know for for a foreseeable well, the, the next few games are vital in, in that respect but the, going back to the the Tottenham game um you know i thought we actually started the game pretty well um, yeah did. Uh, you know we we didn't create a huge amount, but they certainly didn't either. And we were, ha- I thought we were shading it off. You know, I can't remember when Antonio in terms of minutes got his injury, but up until 22. that point, about 20 minutes, I thought we'd had the, we, I thought we had the edge. I thought, okay, yeah. we're right yeah. in this game. We're playing pretty well. Um, the, you know, the three at the back thing does seem to have really steadied the ship defensively. Um, you know, Reed was sort of Titanic in the, in the middle yes. of that defense. Yes. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're getting on the ball and, and, you know, there was some, particularly, um, uh, Arnie was, yeah. was, uh, yeah. you know, finding some timing, some nice runs. It was yeah, being well, found with the well, ball in that. Uh, well, in no, that, I'll say it now. You know, I was yeah. going to come to a couple of uh, things that I have seen on social media, uh, principally the, the Facebook group that goes alongside this podcast. Mm. Uh, on Outovich, uh, very poor, awful, disappointing buy. I sort of saw, and I thought he mm. was good. Yep, he was someone good. who probably didn't yeah. go to the game. Maybe, maybe not. No, uh, but yeah, I thought no, it was good. I mean, he was he was class apart on on in the Bolton game, and and but I thought he, he was pretty good against against Tottenham. So. He's kind of he's got that sort of sense that he might make something happen. Yes. You know, that, yeah. that he's got a little bit a bit like Antonio. Yeah. He's got that sort of swagger and confidence about him. Takes people on sometimes. Yeah. Does overdoes it? He'd several times. I thought he kind yes, of overplayed yes. it yes. when, you know. Um, but there were often occasions where he was in really good space and he wasn't picked out. There was an um, no one played the wrong ball at one point, mm, didn't he? Mm, really, you know. We mm. it's easy to see from the you know from the stands, obviously. Um, but you know, he was wide open, wasn't he? And just need to slot him in, and he went he went right instead I, of left. I think though, with a pair of them on the wings. You've got a lot of unpredictability, mm. which mm. makes other yeah. defences incredibly yeah. nervous, and they can both turn thing, make things happen out of nothing. Yeah. But we, um, you know, and I think that's a huge asset, and you need to. They should stick with that. It is, and uh, but uh, it's sort of in the middle of the midfield where things are not so good. We, we we're not breaking. When Spurs broke, there's a lot of sort of quality yes. on their side, isn't there? And when we broke, I mean, actually. The two goals came away from us giving away possession when we yes. yeah, absolutely. In the yes. yeah. You know, our breakaways had a lot of um, uh, a lot of misdirected passes in them that, that were kind of a training ground type pass, but not in a good way. Sometimes people say it's like training ground football yeah. when Chelsea play a bad team and they're just passing around. We were, you know, 
It felt like when Spurs had a breakaway, every pass reached its intended target. When we had a breakaway, we were trying a pass, hoping it came across, and it didn't. It was intercepted by... You know, die, it can um, be a bit ponderous. We've said that before, a bit kind mm. of slow of thought. I mean, of course, the ball was given away for the first goal by Carroll. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Carroll's, but I think on, on this occasion, I thought it was a curious, to say the least, substitution. Mm. So when, uh, when Antonio did get injured, it, it, it just seemed, didn't seem the right substitution. No, no, it changed our, our pattern. Yeah, it changed the way of playing and slowed us down a bit, really, yeah, I think, yeah, as yeah, well. It and and it meant that um, Hernandez, who was running channels and giving them bits of problems, there was a lot of movement up front for us in the first 20 minutes, and obviously that, that wasn't quite so much the case. No, I mean, it sort of changed the way we played, but uh, actually... Um, uh, James Cairns makes this point on the on the H list. His excellent West Ham blog was that it didn't it didn't sort of change it enough because what we didn't do is completely reorganise for no. a Carroll based mm. you know style of attack. What we did was sort of bring Carroll into the system we'd been playing yeah. mm. in this sort of half and half way. Apparently, mm. we didn't actually bang any more long balls up than we'd done already no. in the twenty minutes before Carroll came on. Uh, but what it meant was that there's a sort of strange kind of halfway house situation because he yeah. was dropping deep to involve himself in the kind of build-up play and both of his mistakes were sort of in the middle of the pitch rather than yeah. up front where he should be waiting for yeah, a and it, whatever. But, it, adds, um, it adds further to the kind of slightly slightly you know odd thing of getting rid of Faguli because um, you know when Antonio went off, we didn't have a pacey wide player no, we, no. in fact we don't have a pacey wide player in the squad with which to replace no. him now so we suddenly we suddenly you know for a while we seem to be accumulating wingers of use yes, yes. <laughs> now and we, we seem not to have enough yes, yes. it's um you know it seems an odd, odd policy no that was strange i mean obviously they were trying to release funds to buy that carvalho guy yeah. Uh, yeah. but in the end they just shared everyone they bought last year including Faguli, who i thought would have been quite a good yeah. squad oh yeah it was the only player well yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i don't see him i don't think he's a particularly good wide player i don't think that really that is, mm. I'm, I'm not sure, sure what his role is really but um uh he would have been a more like for like replacement a more you know i think appropriate replacement and you felt sacco should have been you for yeah i yeah, for antonio but yeah, yeah. you but you felt uh, yeah, sacco i you would you have sacco on the why you know where antonio was yeah. and left and yeah in, in, in the way that you know um obviously uh, since we last did one of those, there's been a bit in quite a lot of the newspapers about um, uh, Bilic's suspect deployment of mm. Javier Hernandez, uh, mm. buying a guy whose best years have been playing through the middle yeah. and sort of sticking him on the wing. Bilic, in his defence, sort of said that he that wasn't his intention. He's he's a little bit further inside and not playing out wide. And I and I, I sort of thought that against Huddersfield, I thought that was true. I didn't feel that Hernandez was kind of stapled to the wing and 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 mm. you know out there kind of vainly waving a hand in the air, going oh pass me the ball. He was coming inside and and and, and getting involved in 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 that play, but. Um, the question is, if you if you buy a player and he's your marquee striker signing, because we didn't fucking buy anyone else no. um, up front, uh, what would you know? Why would you not play him in his real position? And also because the notion that 
Andy Carroll becomes available again, so then he's just first on the team sheet and we build the team around him, is strange, I think. That happened. I agree, yeah. I think you know, that happened on. with the diamond thing with, with Allardyce. Was, yeah. was the, we had this thing that worked really well. Andy Carroll returned to fitness and Allardyce broke it, broke yep. that system. Yep. And there's this feeling that if Carroll is fit, he goes in the team. Yeah, and he's, it's he's, not like he's Cristiano Ronaldo or something. No, he's, he's all right. He would be so much more useful as an impact substitute for the last yeah. half hour, second I half. Think, of the game. I mean, people. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm just playing the devil's advocate a little bit. I think. I think managers. Statistical analysis is all these days, isn't it? And 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 the fact of the matter is, I don't know what the absolute current figures were, but certainly for the last season, the win percentage when Carroll starts in West Ham is very, very, very high yeah. compared to when he doesn't and I think that's the kind of thing that sways you yeah. know managers yeah. in the decision, yeah. decision making process um, yeah he's by no means a bad player we're always sort of slightly in fact I sort of felt that um, Allardyce was was his kind of biggest fan his biggest sponsor but almost for the wrong reasons because mm-hmm. he Allardyce I think saw a big target man and essentially just saw his height as a reason yeah, player, but player. but we thought he was a good player. We, we thought he was good on the deck, good He's feet, very good on the deck, good you know a good passer of the mm. ball, but. At the same time, he's not super mobile, and you know, in a kind of front three. No, I think that's it. I mean, I think we were playing well with with a setup, and surely the sensible thing would have been you've had this um, substitution foisted on you. The thing to do would be to try and uh, maintain as, as shape, close yeah, as you yeah, can yeah. that shape and setup. Yeah. And of course, it did. It just kind of put a bit of a spanner in well, the works, yeah, I thought. And, yeah. and of course, it didn't help that he gave the ball away. No, that's right. Yeah, um, I mean, he did make the difference. He, uh, yes. but in the wrong way, <laughs> well, that blind pass. Um, yeah, he was running out of yeah, yeah, it still had to be scored that goal. Didn't it? Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, you know, and yeah. he's he's red hot at the moment. Okay, We're going to take a little pre- uh, break now, and we'll uh, carry on after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Um, so yes, the substitution of Antonio for Carroll, we thought was possibly the wrong move. Um, it's, Billy, it's just playing catch up all the time. It's two seasons in a row now where we got off to a horrendous yeah, start. So. so he starts patching the team up and then if something gets you a win, yeah. you're obviously sort of tempted to do it again. So he's kind of thinking, well, Carroll, Carroll in the team, and he's that- also, he's big, he's a handful for defences. But as happens when we play any decent team they sort of manage him pretty well yeah. that went, well what happened was uh, Vertonghen moved from midfield which was he was playing in very very strangely but I mean he created the second goal uh, uh, and he just moved, came back to mark uh, Carroll and yeah. he did mark him pretty much out, out the of game the in the game, second, yeah, second yeah. half Carroll didn't really get a looking at all because it was Vertonghen had four, three big defenders mm. and Vertonghen yeah, I um, think um, we're short on confidence though at the moment as well. And the heads went down a bit after the, after yes. the second goal. Second and goal. we are yeah. not, you know, we're doing a very bad job of of letting one in, then letting another one in. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's yeah. that's happening too much. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Carroll's head actually kind of went, after he gave the ball away, he sort of slumped and walked up the pitch. And never really got over giving the ball away mm. by the time he made his second mistake, which is possibly because he was still slightly yeah. in the doldrums for having yeah. kind of balls yeah. it up early. And you're like, come on, mm. mate, really? 
know. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, as I said to you, well, all you can do really to now is make sure you win the second half. Yes, we and we do. Yeah. Um, we toughed it out. I thought, we, I thought there was some resilience and, and we played pretty well. I think Kiarty had a, a very good game in, good game. in midfield. Yeah, his and best game, actually, as he came back. And, you know, Arthur, when he came on, you know, for one, I mean, some of the quality of our crossing this season has been poor. We've mentioned this before as well. But when Arthur, you know, when he got to the bar, I yeah. got behind them and drilled a crossing, you know, yes, whipped a right. cross in, and that really yeah. gave Kiarty a chance to attack yeah. it and yes. get some power on it didn't just loft um, across yeah, yeah exactly yeah. or just you know hit and hope it was like well as you said Jim I mean uh, uh, at the game Hernandez is kind of electric inside the other team's penalty area yes. he's just you know uh, yeah, again James yeah. Cairns in his blog yeah. says that he sort of uh, as far as central defenders are concerned he disappears when he's in their penalty he area. does he's got a cloaking yeah. he, he does he and does, yeah. we're not putting uh you know, quality boxes in balls into their box, yeah. Uh, yeah. and you know balls that even if they are speculative, they're yeah. at the height and distance from the goal yeah. that you attack them, not the height and distance that the goalkeeper catches them or a defender heads yeah. it away. You know, yeah, we had chances, didn't we? You yeah. know, he, he took it. He took the goal well. Um, uh, he's really good in the air, actually, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's, he hits heads it hard, and um, he had two other shots on target, two other a header and a shot on target. Yes. You know, yeah. the one where he. Can and have created some space and turned two yards either side of uh, the recent uh, you know that, that they're in the net so you know he's he's getting in the right positions he will score goals you know um so uh but the problem is you can't keep coming back from two nil down you have no, to you no, have no, to no. you have to when you're when you're playing well and in control you have to you know make capitalize on that and we're not do too often we're not doing that no, no, no. But I think when you come up against one of those top six teams now, yeah. you you you're always you are running the risk all the time that they just walk going to walk behind you, and they've got the quality. I'm watching Kane at close quarters because our seats are so close to the action. Yeah. You see what a top quality, top of his game type of player yeah, that he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, just talking briefly about the opposition, I thought. Watching Delhi Alley, I thought he was showboating a lot on Saturday. I didn't think, was he, had a lot of, I didn't think he had a very good game. Lot of dancing first around. Half, he didn't have a good Yeah, he was a lot of dancing around. Yeah. I think he thinks he's too good for them, and he's, his head's been turned. He's got uh, he's sacked his agent. He's a player as well. Everything he does, he dives, he fouls, he complains to the referee. He's just a really filthy, nasty player. But well, I the guy that got sent off for them. That was extraordinary. He was just oh, tripping people up. Yeah, all, all, he, all. He, Actually, uh, you talk about that. Talk about the refereeing in that game. It's quite interesting because we were baying for yellow cards all through the first half. Tottenham were fouling, quite happy yeah, to were. foul. Yeah, yeah. And that was a difference between the two teams. They were more aggressive, certainly in the middle of the field and defensively. Yeah. And they were prepared to take chances until they got the yellow yeah. cards. And a game that looked like the referee was never going to book anybody for anything no. ended up with eight yellow cards. Yeah. Partly because of the stupid brawl right at the end at the death yeah, like three yeah. or four given out then but I think that is something that's also missing from our game is a little bit of aggression and risk bite. taking and yeah. there was some there was a lot of bite in the tackles earlier on with particularly Noble and Coyote mm. winning balls back with, with aggressive energy mm, mm. we lack that from the start yeah. and I think that might even be a confidence thing you know yes, be prepared to yeah. put yourself you know, about and sort of frighten the opposition off a bit. Yeah. It's, 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 certainly... it's a game that a lot of top teams do play. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's something that you, you, 
that is one of the differences, not though just the skill factor. Our closing the, down was better though, wasn't it? I mean, sometimes it's just yes, been it kind was of better. Absent. It was more energy. At the beginning of the season, there was just. I mean, that Manchester United game that that we went to, Jim. I mean, we just weren't didn't even close them down. Yeah. It's like, no, no. You know, one no. of their central defenders would get the ball. No one in our kind of front line ran towards them. Even they they sort of quite often just backpedal to sort of the centre circle yeah. rather than try and close down the goalkeeper or the defender yeah. or even a even a yeah. kind of holding midfielder like yeah. in, in that game Matic or um, you know Pop. Well, we were wearing our um, hoodoo doomed, black, doomed black awake right, which, which you, you know I really I don't, don't like I hate that does any I'd like to know That's if anybody likes the black awake at uh, or no. even the the uh, third kit, which I think looks even worse. Like slightly too short, light blue polo shirts, white shorts, and the black socks from the away kit. Mm. Horrible. Strange. Please, Strange. Please I never like it when we have that black or navy blue no. away kit. No, no. Um, I, wonder, I was just thinking about Andy Carroll today. So, you know, I was thinking of kind of uh, strikers that perhaps never went all the way but kind of maintained their careers for a long time. I mean, Jermaine Defoe is the... Is the prime example who kind yeah. of has who sort of fell out of favour with England, sort of strangely, several times. You know, managers would sort of pick him for a while and then not pick him. He's had a very patchy England career, um, but actually, he's having a renaissance since he sort of went for his retirement Ooh. in uh, uh, Canada. Yeah, um, and you know, has had a good career. Kevin Phillips is someone like that. Yeah. Carol is now probably thirty or twenty. No, he's twenty-eight, twenty-nine. He? I think feels no. it sort of feels like you wonder if he's just in a long, slow tail of his career now. You wonder yeah. whether he'll. I think that know, might have been when we bought him. Sorry, <laughs> I think that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we bought it's him. true. I just, I'm, I'm not. You know, I think his injuries have um, eaten into his sort of sharpness. I think he. He doesn't seem to be able to, you know, that that kind of injury he had. I remember you, Jim, saying that 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 plantar fascia injury is a condition more than an injury. Yes, it's quite a bad one, and he didn't Mm. seem to. The first couple of times he came back from that, he just didn't actually seem to have the lift he had in the air, which is obviously a huge part of his game. His winning headers, and uh, I'm not sure he feels as sort of sharp as he has been. Do you know know what he would make, Andy Carroll, a fantastic centre half. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, and when we defend corners and yeah. set pieces, and he's in the box, he's a very good times defender out of ten. Of, he yeah. just clears. He's a great it. defender, of course. Yeah, and I think you know, it's happened before. To what what players have been turned from uh, in their later careers when they can no longer run fast towards the opposition goal and turn into centre halves? Yeah, are there any? Uh, one, anyone? I don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, there have been some centre half striker. Both. Dion Dublin was was both. Yes, wasn't yes, he? yes. yes. Paul both, Warhurst was both. Warhurst, yeah, Sutton yeah. start out as a maybe. Yeah, you might be right about that. For, for some reason, Chris Sutton's kind of coming into play. Um, obviously, Ginge has been played as an emergency striker. Only about one, only for about yeah, half of one game under Allardyce. Uh, didn't we play Ian Pierce up? For, didn't yes. Harry bring on Ian yes. Pierce once yeah. and put yeah. him up from yeah. when we were like yeah. the score was a bare bones. But, bare bones. but he had ceiling. played. He had yeah. played up front for for Blackburn. Yeah. Right, right, had, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there yeah. you go. That's yeah. the other way round. Yes, he could become a central defender. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, might happen with three at the back. Yes. 
Yes, any road up. Well, it's not a. It's not. You know, it's ne- that was never going to be a season-defining result no, or, no, or no. performance, and it, um, and, and it could have been things, a lot worse than it was. The mm. other one of the things I saw sort of on social media was, uh, as well as um, Arnautovic had a bad game, which I sort of didn't think he did. It was, it was certainly the best. Yes, I thought he's played was. Um, Terrible atmosphere. Nonsense. Uh, yeah. That's someone who didn't go to the game, yeah. clearly. Watched thought, it on telly. So, thought, uh, no, it was pretty good, I thought. Go away. I mean, it went flat after we went 2-0 down. That's right, we went 2-0 down. down. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of, well, you know, when, when that would have happened at, yes. the, at the Berlin ground. And it? especially the nature of, you know, as you, yeah. say, as you say, the two goals were like five minutes apart or something, yeah. weren't they? So, so it was sort of inevitably going to happen. But I thought it was all right. You Spurs know. weren't very loud, were they? I no. mean, um, well, I mean, uh, no, others were. were a lot louder than yeah. Spurs were. Yeah. But whoever I saw, uh, whoever the post was from on our page kind of went, we were outsung by the Spurs fans. I Not think big. in a way, the stadium's very big. So often the, the noise coming from nearest to you is the noise you think is going of being made around the whole stadium so it wouldn't surprise me if the person who said we were being outsung by Spurs was sort of just near the Spurs fans and so it seemed that way because yeah. you know the people making noise are a long way away from I, I think acoustics in stadiums can be quite quite odd things yeah. I think yeah, yeah. it's like we were talking we, we had a chat with a couple of Man United fans after the Man United game didn't we and we were saying mm-hmm. oh you didn't make any noise and we completely outsung you and they were saying oh God, we thought it was much louder yeah, and yeah. unusual and uh, sometimes you're kind of aware that there is singing going on but you just can't you can't hear yeah. it. No. Know. I mean, you know, what, what does happen because it because it's so big, the stadium, is that there are pockets of singing that, you know, yeah. you hear... Right in front of you us. You hear bubbles or you hear one yeah. of the songs sung out of sync with another bunch of people who yeah. are singing it in a different part of the stadium. Yeah. Different key. Yeah, in a different key, different <laughs> tempo. One in a kind of techno style yeah. and another in um, 1940s swing style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Often there's such a disparity because people can't hear each other yeah. in different parts of the stadium. Yeah. And others simply speaking it like a tone poem. That's um, what I do. That's what you do, Jim. Yeah, yeah you often yeah. speak the lyrics. Yeah. I'm in the manner of blowing uh, in the manner of William Shatner when he did um, you know, Lucy in the Lucy Sky. Yes, yes. Mm. And that's my um, style. Rocket Man. Uh, William Shatner doing Rocket Man is very good. Oh, I've not heard that. Yeah, look it on YouTube. Oh, he's smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. He's sitting on a bar stool smoking a cigarette, uh, speaking Rocket Fantastic. Man. Yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. Good. Very good. Uh, I urge you to uh, see William Shatner perform Rocket Man. Um, well, that might be about it for the Spurs uh, coverage. So we'll, um, uh, we'll wrap this up and uh, we'll discuss the other two games in the podcast that we record at... God knows when we'll record that. Uh, yeah, well, how are we going to fit it in? We'll have to reconvene again. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be good. It'd be like a reunion. Whereas obviously, we're the original three Stop Hammer Time, um, uh, you know, performers. Oh, it'll be another reunion. So it'll be a, we'll, another reunion. We'll come together reunion. again. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, for now, uh, this has been this week's Stop Hammer Time, or this today's Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me, I mean Pete Ward. Goodbye. And Jim Grant. Cheerio. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.